I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, okay? Let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah, from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. Welcome to Open Loops Conversations That Bend, a theme park for the fringe curious the trance junkie, and the generally sapiosexual being. Uh, yes, we are really going all over the place uh, in topic matter, especially in this spooky October. Uh, but I wanted to return to the core today. Let's start. It's a Monday. I recorded this episode in July, and I'm like, it is time for this thing to come out because the world feels like it needs to go into a nice, relaxed state. Now, what does that mean for all of you? Well, what it means is this. This episode, I absolutely do not recommend listening to if you are operating heavy machinery or driving a motor vehicle. Why? Because it is a hypnotic process. I don't care if you downloaded Calm on your smart device. I don't care if you've been playing your guided visualization CD since you were in ninth grade and you needed to study harder for the SATs. Doesn't matter. Toss it all out. This episode will actually create something inside of you that doesn't even realize is there yet. This episode is a process. I ask her, what's neurolinguistic programming, NLP? Uh, and I've talked about it a little before in the show. And instead of telling me the answers to things, she actually leads me through processes that change. I was entranced the entire episode, and I guarantee you're going to be too. Jocelyn Bellows is a practitioner of neurolinguistic programming. She might not say it, but she is a hypnotist, and I guarantee you will become a different person after listening to this in a way that your subconscious had no idea was going to. Jocelyn Bellows, 
She's coming up. Enjoy. Today we have Jocelyn Bellows. Jocelyn, uh, you now originally you reached out to me because you were like, hey, I got I got that whole NLP practitioner background. And I really got that thing. Yeah. And I really haven't had anybody that specifically calls themselves an NLP practitioner uh, that I've talked to yet. Um, so I, I suppose I'm and, and I love NLP. I mean, I've oh man, I'm a big fan, at least academically, of uh everything Richard Bandler has ever put out and John Grinder and all the all the big names and Tony Robbins, I mean, uh or neuroassociative conditioning. I guess they gotta call that <laughs> legally. Um yeah, all, all those sort of things. So I, I'm curious, you know, Jocelyn, do you do you let people know that when you work with them that NLP is the primary modality that you use or what is sort of the entryway to actually finding you and seeking you out for your help? Yeah. So actually what I call myself is I'm a breakup to wake up coach. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Go into that, please. Yeah, I will. And, and so NLP kind of will, will certainly be infused in the conversation um, over time, depending on where the client is, right, um, or in the group, in the case with group, it depends on where that individual is. They really understand when if they're ready to understand what NLP is. You know, many, many people are coming and seeking because they're looking for, they're seeking a definitive change in the world, mm. in their own life, and and that's so over time that will get massaged. But it really depends on where everyone is within their own journey. Um, so for the break up to wake up, what that really means is is breaking up with the old stories of what we've told ourselves of what of the small mindedness and the limited the limited world that we've decided to live in. <clears throat> breaking up with old energy, um, walking away, perhaps from people that are no longer, you know, serving your highest and best good. It doesn't necessarily mean, when, when you talk about the breakup piece, it's breaking up with a relationship with self. Yeah, It's actually right. not an external thing. It's an internal relationship. And then getting the opportunity, having that opportunity to wake up to the most glorious, beautiful individual that this love that you were always meant to be, that you actually are but you've layered all this other junk on top of yourself and told right. yourself that you're, you know, not worthy or someone, someone when you were three years old made a comment to you that you in, infused as yours, right, right. created it as yours and, and understanding that it isn't, that all of that that you've layered on yourself isn't actually you, isn't, was never actually you. Um, one of mm. my clients, um, one of my clients had just an example of this is her father had been an alcoholic prior to her birth. Right, right. Had stopped drinking. And on the day of her birth, it was told to her that her father had a drink. And so for her entire lifetime, she had this belief that she caused her father's alcoholism wow. or a potential relapse in this case. And that simply wasn't true. What was not shared with her in the story is that her father drank that day to celebrate her birth and didn't have any 
you know, it was a, cho a choice he made to celebrate. Didn't have any any um, addiction at that point, you know, because he'd, he'd come to terms with where he was and was just simply celebrating. But for her, she thought she caused this horrible thing that happened in her father's life as a result of her birth. And it happened from the day she arrived. So that, wow. you, know, you start to do that kind of those, those things to yourself, or you have that belief within yourself, you start to tell yourself stories of, I'm not worthy of, you know, deserving the love that I'm allowed to have. I'm not worthy of deserving the finances that I'm allowed to, that, that are available to me. You know, I, you tell yourself all these little stories that, that keep you in a small space. So it's, it's getting to the roots of those actual stories. Where do they originate? Yeah. And coming to terms with them in, in, some of the practices that I do, uh, a lot of what I do is actual visualization work. So it's a lot with your most, almost at my sessions are majority um, with our eyes closed. Um, I was going to ask, I was going to ask because NLP frequently, uh, you know, when you, when you're doing, uh, often I, I had a teacher that equated NLP to waking hypnosis a lot of the time waking trance a lot of the processes uh are designed to be done with your eyes open i was wondering if you still found yourself doing like that more trance traditional eyes closed work i do um and that's you know that was because based on my own teaching and in my own process when i stepped into my first coach's office and i felt and i've i've worked with a multiple you know, number of coaches over the last few years. And I have found that the visualization work is profoundly, in, in my view, has been profoundly more effective than talking through it mm. on, and having conversation. And not to say that the conversation isn't effective, it's what I have just found is that being able for myself, for my clients to paint their own picture. Yeah and getting down and seeing it for themselves because I, I don't have your answers, right? I don't have your answers. You don't have my answers. I have my answers. They're all inside of me. Yeah. But being yeah. able to, to, to have that physicality of sight within our own being of who is in the picture that needs to, that we need to speak to. Is it ourselves at a younger age? Is it, and a lot of times it is, yeah. is it, a parental figure? Is it your math teacher from fourth grade? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, those, you get to call those people into your, into your space. And there's such a metaphor for whatever you're actually putting into your, into your line of vision. Um, if it's calm water, if it's destructive water, if it's certain colors, they all have meaning that we've created for ourselves. And to be able to bring that into existence, to have that, that again, that physicality around that and, and make, coming to terms with it, um, I, I just have found that that's been profoundly more effective for people to really understand and imbibe it within their own being. I and have then, to ask you something. Yeah, this is like ahead. off the top of my head. Yeah, did go you ahead. Develop, did you develop your your speaking voice around this or did you always speak in this manner because i am so trancing out right now it's ridiculous really <laughs> yes yes is and, that a, a trancing out in a good way or in a, in a good way am i losing you <laughs> no 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 you're really you're really getting me to the point where i'm like 
I don't know if this was always this woman or she really worked on this because either way, it's great. It's just, I am, uh, everything you're saying is going like, it feels like it's going deep into my subconscious, which is fantastic. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. I, you know what? That's a wonderful question to ask because I, I'd say that there's probably been pieces of me that I've always spoken this way. And and unconsciously, I, I probably spoke this way for many years. And then I woke up. <laughs> and yeah. now it's and now I find that the vocabulary and the words that I use and how I speak is it, it feels different to me because I'm more aware of it. Mm. Um, I, I you know, I that's curiosity. I think what I might just do actually is go back to people that I was close with before I woke up and I'm curious to see what they might, what they might come back to me with. Yeah. What is that, wake, that, waking up? Like what, oh, go into that a little bit. I, yeah. I know you have a story about, you know, you, you dissolved your marriage. That was kind of yes. like, was that, is that up around the waking up period or is it a different thing? What is it? Like, it was sort of the, I think the final pin that, mm. that prompted this, this, you know, it, change for me in many ways. And so I'll, I'll dive into that. Quickly. Yeah, please. I want to so know what's I, the wake up. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I moved, I live in Colorado these days. Um, I moved here three years ago, just over three years ago from Pennsylvania. I'm originally from the East Coast. And uh, in order to, when we, when we were living in Pennsylvania, I was married and had, um, you know, a great job, you know, six figure salary, had my, I was married at the time and had uh, my husband owned a bicycle shop. And the bike shop was like a success out of the gate. It was just like on fire. And then we had a child. And so anyone looking at our life externally could have said, hey, you know, you've got everything, right? You've got the good job. You've got a, a solid business. Um, you've got a healthy child, like everything. We owned a home. Financially, yeah. we were very stable. Like the external world would have said, you guys have everything. Yet internally, I was bankrupt. I just was, I knew there was an emptiness inside of me and I know it for years. I mean, mm. if I think back, I knew it when I was a teenager. I actually can tell you, I can go back to like, at this point, go back to my childhood and know wow. where I had, I've always felt this like level of internal emptiness. Fast forward, moved to Colorado. In order to make this move, I had a very open conversation with my, uh, my employer about making this move. And it was a choice that we made. We wanted to come out here to live um, have a life where we were going to be access the outdoors much more frequently. We we're very active. Um, my husband and I were very active and we had this young child and we're like, this is what we want for him as well. And so I had this very open conversation with my employer. We parted ways on a very an amazing way and came to Colorado. And my husband was at the time was flying back to, to um, Pennsylvania frequently to run our business, which we had remained open for another six months after we moved. And in that space was the first time in my life for like over a decade where I actually had quiet in my world. I wasn't running from thing to thing to thing because prior to that, I was working, you know, working full time, helping to run the business. Then I became right. a parent and still helping to run this business, working six, seven days a week. It was just, you know, it was one thing. It, there was no space. Mm. Came here, all I had was space. And I had this realization that it really was like, there is a lot that's out of, out of alignment within me. And there was a final moment that 
finally hit within my marriage. It was like, this is, I had known, we all know, but there was right. this final moment where I was like, okay, I have to walk away from this piece of my life. It's, you know, I'm drowning. I lost my own spark. I lost my own sense of me within this relationship. So in this case, for me, it, it, yes, it, it broke up an external relationship, but again, it was breaking up with an internal relationship because everything that happens right. to you happens for you because you're creating it to happen, right? I didn't love myself. And so I ended up in this relationship that wasn't loving. Mm. And it, this isn't his, this is mine. Um, so when I started to understand, put those pieces together and walked away, I had worked in, I'd been in and out of therapy for many years, just never felt as if I was making any significant progress and making right. significant change in my world. So I was like, when the idea of coaching came up, I, I was looking at a business coach because I wasn't working. And I was like, maybe I need some help here because I'm having some, you know, I was like struggling with that. Yeah, right. And then a life came, coach came along. And I was like, well, my life seems to be not... <laughs> <laughs> what's going on in my life right now. <laughs> right. So let's go this direction. And so when I walked into my life coach's office for the very first time, very first cons- consultation, 30, 45 minutes, we did a 30 minute session with my eyes closed. Mm. And I can tell you, and I, I still speak with this, this coach um, regularly. He's become a, a personal friend. The, I'm sitting in his office and we're doing this exercise and I could not physically move. My body was cemented to my chair. And I, I reflect back on that. And I said, you know, I didn't understand it at the time, but I realized now it was all the energy that was moving inside of my being because we were shaking things up and we were literally going right deep into my subconscious of what were the things that we had to work on from day yeah. one, from mapping that out. And so the awakening process is understanding that we are three we have three decision bot decision bodies within our being we have our mind so psychology and our thinking brain our ego is our mind yes then we drop into our heart space and if you you follow the chakra system your heart is is your feeling this is where everything you where all of your feelings come your feeling of love of joy and happiness, sadness, all and all the lower vibrational um, energetic feelings. And mm. then your gut and your gut is your intuition. So when people say, um, and your that's yeah, that's your intuition. So when people say like, I just followed my gut, I'm making that decision, that is a decision maker center of your being. Mm. So it was it was the progression of quieting this, quieting my mind. Um, because our mind can be really productive and very destructive at the same, right? Oh, your, yeah. your mind, if you ever think of, so like in the morning when you first wake up, this is an exercise I do for myself, exercise I also um, work with with my clients, is when you wake up in the morning, pay attention to what's happening up here. Because you're when you wake up first thing in the morning, generally you you've, you come out of slumber, so your your mind is just easing into the day, but start to pay attention to the chatter because it happens immediately. The moment that, like even before you actually open your eyes, your mind is already running, right? Yes. Like get that out on paper. If it's yucky stuff, get it out on paper. If it's good stuff, you get it on paper. Get it out of your being. 
And the mm. moment that you start to actually get to quiet the mind, you get to start to drop into your body. And when you get to live in your body, like when you're in, do you have, I'm just curious, any um, specific, any particular activities that you purely, you truly enjoy, like when you're in it, um, is, I don't know if you're an athlete, I see you have Scrabble behind you, or um, if you're if you're reading a book, like you're really in your moment, right? Yeah, I love reading. I mean, uh, okay. yeah, reading is uh, one of my favorite things to do. I, I'm a, a hoarder of knowledge, I always say. I love yeah. that. I love that. So when you're reading, have you ever taken a moment to like pay attention to how you're feeling while you're reading? Mm, not consciously enough. Um, I it, What happens right now is that I start going into it and the thought that comes up is like, oh, you needed to do this today. You missed this. You've been staring at a screen for too long. Like, this is good. You should do this more. Like, I start having that as a result of noticing that it feels good. But I, uh, it's different than what you're describing, I feel, in the sense that you're really, like, like pausing and, and taking time full-bodied is something I, I wish I did more. But So here's the thing. You are doing it. So you are understanding it. The, what I, the concept I'm, I'm sharing. Oh, that's good. Yeah when, yeah, when you're when you're in the like when you're reading, you're you're escaping into, or yes, you're, you're diving into the words on the page. Yes, yes. You're not up sure. here. You're not in your mind. You're in your your being. Mm. So, I, so perhaps next time you pick up a book or you're in involved in something that you really truly love, um, you checked out of your head and you're super present to what's right there with you. An example for, for me, first of all, I'm, I'm an athlete. I should have mentioned that. So uh, when I'm on the soccer field, um, mm. you know, I'm 43 and I, I'm like over the moon joyful that I get to still play soccer. It's amazing that I yeah, still get to awesome. do this. Um, and I have, my son is six now and he loves watching, which is like even better. Like he's like excited that, he gets to watch mommy play, which is yeah. awesome, right? So when I'm on the field, I'm on the field. I'm on the field of my life. I am on the field and present to what's happening with, within me and around me right then and there. I'm not thinking about my future. I'm not thinking about my past. I'm not thinking about the bills that I have to pay. I'm not thinking about all the stuff I have to do later in the day. I'm not thinking about my house is dirty. That stuff is all off. I am in my being. So part of the awakening wow. process is, is really being a, having that awareness is level one. And as you become more attuned to that, you start, you start to acknowledge what's happening around you and not in your mind, but in your feeling space, in your, in your heart. You're familiar with the force, I imagine. Star Wars. Yeah, yes, 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 very much. Okay. okay, so Star Wars, they talk about the Force. Yeah. Force is real. The Force Explain, is... please. People yeah, are going to they... want to be like, who, what, who are these people you're bringing on to your show, right. Craig? So the Force... I love it, though. Yes, the Force is, I mean, in, you, you turn on any, most, well, any of the episodes. I mean, it, I think it was most best explained truly in... Um, uh, the the Last Jedi 
it was when Luke is training Ray um, mm. to become a Jedi. And he talks, he just, he's so eloquent with it, but he talks about the force is the energy and the balance of life all around us, the good and the evil. Mm. It all is, you know, when he has a moment where he says, reach outside of yourself. And she, she literally puts her hand out and, and he slaps her hand and brings her back hand back in. And she's like, oh, you mean with my feelings? And he says, yes, and that's it. So when, when we are in a place where we are truly happy, we stand up taller, we stand up straighter. Our, our faces generally tend to emote our, our, our happiness. What actually is happening external to that, it's not seen, it's felt. You start to emote your emotions beyond your physical being. Mm. It's energy. It's positive energy. So if you ever think about um, you're walking down the street, and I'm sure you've been in a situation, or you're in an environment. Walking down the street is actually a great example. You're walking down the street, and maybe there's you know a handful of people on the street, and there's 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 this one person who's kind of skipping along, and they may not be skipping, but you can you can see it in their body, you can physically you can see it on their face that they are joyful and they're happy and they're just sort of in their space and they're a moment, and you're naturally attracted to that person. Have you ever acknowledged? Have you ever recognize that oh yeah yes absolutely right? absolutely or maybe you have someone in your friend group or maybe you're that person but there's like a light a lightness around them mm. there's something that you want to like you want to be a part of whatever it is you want a piece of whatever they have right? Right, right or you just want to be around them because there's there's happiness around like because they're happy what they're doing is they're actually that emotion state that feeling state is extending, extruding beyond their physical being. And that's why you're attracted to them because we generally want to be attracted to happiness. And mm-hmm. Sadness doesn't make us feel good. Happiness feels good, right? Yeah. Because our heart, when we're really truly in a place of love and living in our space, our heart will actually emote six feet beyond our being. Like when we talk, people talk about auras and they can see colors. I can't see that. I don't, that's not, yeah. um, you know, that I, that I don't see that. I can tell you though, I can feel it when people are in a really great place or in a really bad place without having to see their expression. Mm, I've gotten sure. to a point now that I can feel it when someone sends me a text message. Mm. I can feel their emotion like that whether they were sincere in it or they're having struggling or whatever, doesn't matter what the words say. It's the expression that they had behind the words, beyond the words. I, I can see it. Um, I could also feel on Facebook too, depending on the person, if I'm connected to that person or not um, in, a, in a more deeper level. So that's, I know that's a long answer to the awakening process, but the awakening process is literally is understanding that this is just a portion, our, our head is just a portion of our being mm. that when we start to understand that we live within ourselves, uh, within our bodies, and that we are actually all connected in this energetic way to each and every person 
animals, plants. We're all connected. We all share this energy around us. So if you ever notice, I don't know, do you have pets? Uh, we do. Yeah, yeah. The, I have a quarantined right now. So I, the family dog has been around okay. for sure. Okay. Yes. Okay. So I don't know if you're a dog, if you've noticed this too, like with your dog, if you're in a cranky mood and you may be not saying anything, right? you haven't said anything, but you're, maybe you're sad um, or you're having a struggling and that your dog seems to just understand this and comes up to like, want your attention mm. or just wants to cuddle you. They can feel, they are feeling your energy. You yeah. haven't said anything. They're feeling that. Just like babies. Um, do, you have, I don't, do you have children? No, 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 no. So um, when children are born, one of the first things, and this I didn't know this either until I had my own, the expression that they understand is feeling. So we, you'll, you'll notice like the physicians will say to you like, you know, if you're, if you're having it's, you know, a moment of sadness, especially in the beginning, because like you know, your emotions are all over the place. It's okay to put your child down and it's because they're going to absorb what you're feeling. And if you're mm. happy or conversely, if they're happy and you're having a moment, you can bring them in and, and notice how that changes your sensibility. You know, mm. if, if it cheers you up or lightens your load. That's part of the awakening process and understanding that we are part of this larger scope of being. And it's really like, it, it blew my mind when I, when I went through this process of understanding all of this and starting to learn this practice, um, that when I went back, my son is a huge fan of Star Wars, so that's why I quoted it. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, they've been talking about this since 1977. It's been, right. it's a popular right. media, right? And then also another line that, that they use frequently is everything you need. You have everything you need. Mm. We have it within our being. It takes that time to be quiet and to reflect inward about right. what's happening around you because everything else is just external to you. Um, like I went through a difficult breakup about nine months ago after you know, I been divorced for a couple of years now and I went through, I had a relationship and I, I went through a breakup when it was a mutual, a, a mutual decision. Um, you know, we both knew it was sort of like it was time. And in the weeks to follow, you know, I, I was really having a difficult time because I missed this person. I really still cared for this person. Mm-hmm. I also knew that this person and I was, it was, it was time and we both did um, in many ways. And I remember saying to myself, cause I really felt like, he was still in my life, even though we hadn't spoken. And I kept thinking, you know, my mind kept thinking about him and I kept feeling things around him. And I finally, I, went, I remember one night I was sleeping, I was falling asleep and I put my hands over my heart and I just said to, kept saying to myself, I'm safe, I'm okay. And, and this person can no longer harm me or hurt me. And not that he was doing any of this, but no. I was allowing myself to be hurt because this person wasn't in my world anymore. And when I started to like turn, rather than like being concerned about what he was up to and did he miss me and did he care, blah, 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 I turned it into me and said, it doesn't matter. Mm. None of that matters is I'm okay. I'm good mm. within my being. 
It's just learning these processes. And so that's, you know, so we talk about the NLP, that's just a portion of it, but it's, it's really coming and understanding and knowing who you are within your being. The NLP dives into pretty much anything that happens in the first seven years of your life. Right, right. <laughs> Which is sort of yes. amazing and terrifying all at the same point, especially as a parent. We're going to fuck up our kids. That's just, that's right, just natural, right? right? right. Um, but the first seven years of our life is where we form the person that we become. Mm. And it's all based on the community that we're, that we're surrounded by. Our parents do the best they can. Our community does the best they can. And the reality is they're bringing traditions back from their parents. And their parents did it from their parents. You know, the parents were for them. So we're carrying all these traditions of how we're meant to live our life in the best yeah. way possible. But what's happening in today's world isn't necessarily relevant to what happened 30 years ago, 60 years ago, 90 years ago, because we carry right. these traditions on with ourselves, believing that this is the best way to do it. And we're all doing the best that we can with it. At some point though, like a parent loses their, loses their um, patience with a child. I did it with mine yesterday. And I said something that was not true about him because mm. I was frustrated and I said it and I had to, I went back and I, I corrected, I edited what I said to him because I, I now know how that can imbibe within him and mm. had that conversation about understand buddy, this is not who you are. Like mommy lost her, her nerve and I want you to know X, Y, Z. Um, now I'm aware of this and I'm not perfect by any stretch. It was just, I knew, I know what that can potentially do down the road for him. Did you feel like you had to, uh, like check for all the things that I think good, uh, change workers do at the end of sessions? Like, were you looking for like, okay, the congruence is there. Like, it looks like my kid is taking on this belief i corrected it he's not gonna hold on to the thing i said before da, 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 da. like i i wonder you know the risk of messing up with a kid i mean part of me thinks because they're so suggestible uh you can if you have a well-formed apology make a switch that quickly before they hit you know maybe you have like <laughs> an hour before they hit seven years old. So you better make sure you apologize quickly. <laughs> otherwise they're imprinted for life. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Like, how do you, how do you make sure it actually stays in and they're not just like, oh. no, 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 you told me I was an ugly kid and right. I'm holding on to that. Right. You know what? Listen, I, I know I don't, I mean, I do that. I'm just, I'm doing like, you know, I have him part-time. I just share him with his dad. Um, I do the best that I can. Right, and, right. you know, like, you know, there are absolutely moments that I'm, I know cognitively in my mind that I am doing and saying things that are potentially damaging to him in the long run, but that I see that or might feel that way, but he may not, it might not even hit him at all. It might've just mm. brushed right past him and he's moving right on. I, I, truth is I'll never, I'll know when he becomes an adult and has his, these conversations with me. Um, you know, yeah. I, I do the best I can. And so I want to like, like, let's remove the fear factor around that for any parent out there. Just know that this is going to exist. We do mm. it. Everyone, everyone living on this planet has something that happened in their childhood. Many things that have happened in their childhood have been wonderful. And there are things that, that are going to be like, okay, um, 
okay, this is, this is something I learned, or this is a trauma that I have. This is why Tony Robbins exists. <laughs> He's yes. not the only one. Yes. There are coaches around the world that you know, we're here to, to be a support system to not one another. So why psychology exists. That's why psychiatry exists. It's an ability to sort of step outside of ourselves and, and reflect back in. And that's okay. Just understand that it's part of the process. And yeah. we're, we're all having, we're all these beings having a human experience. Yeah. You know, Jocelyn, I honestly, um, <laughs> I'm so happy this, this conversation is going the way it's going because I, <laughs> and this just is a testament to you as a practitioner of these things, because I'm sitting here going, okay, well, that's a good question I could ask. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a good, no, but you know what? I'm just going to keep letting her go. And, and I'm not even sure she's telling me about what, how she woke up specifically. And now she's like going into some kind of metaphor where she's looping me in and asking me questions. I mean, look, I call this episode open loops as a tribute to nested loops in a lot of ways. And what I see with these great, I mean, Richard Bandler, co-founder of NLP, uh, does this so well. He like does these long seminars where he's talking about one thing and then by the end, you're not even sure of anything he was talking about. Now, I the difference with you is that I feel like you, I, actually, I do have a much different, mm, I think you are much clearer with what you're trying to communicate and, and uh, you know, really uh, you were clear to me about like what the awakening process was, but I feel like I could do like three episodes about the last 15 minutes that you spoke, breaking it down <laughs> <laughs> because it was a change process in a way. Um, and I really didn't have to drive anything. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And and it is, a, I'm glad you brought up a, a very poignant word there. It's a process. Mm. It is a process. Uh, you know, so for, for when you asked, you, you asked, I don't know, half an hour ago about my awakening, my awakening. Mm. And it, you know, when I put the pin in it, I say it's the day that I walked into my coach's office for the very first time. And I worked with him for six months one of the pieces that was really poignant is when, you know, when I ended my marriage, I will tell you, I remember the day that I decided that I was going to do this. I felt like I learned, I got a piece of me back because mm -hmm. I lost so much of myself in the, the construct of the relationship. And I felt stronger. I was like, I made this definitive decision to take care of me. Right. And I, I had this strength for like a moment. And then it kind of shrunk back into my old way of being. And when I started to work with my coach in the beginning, I had, I was harboring a lot of anger, a lot of resentment, a lot of sadness, and all toward one particular person. And it was, this was you know, my former husband. Mm. And the three months to follow, the overwhelming change I saw within me was phenomenal. By the, by the month three, I was able to look at my former hus husband with love. And, and with love. Mm. I, all, of the, all of the anger, all of the resentment, all the frustration, all of the stuff that I'd held on to throughout our, you know, we were together for 14 years, that I'd held on to for 14 years 
right? Yeah. That was poisoning my, my being. It was gone. Three mm. months. It took three months, but it took only three months to look at this person and say, you're no different than me. You are me. I am you in a very metaphysical way. You're on your own journey. You've had your own set of traumas. You have your own set of healing to do. This isn't mine to do anymore. I can still look at you and say, I love you. I want what's best for you. I want you to be what's best for you. Mm. It's, separate to, it's separate to me. You're a wonderful father. I see the aspects of why I fell in love with you. I could see that again. I felt it again. Yeah. And also know that our, our relationship had changed dramatically. And we, we were different people. I was a different person. But it took three months to get to that point. And then I spent another three months to even strengthen my own way of being even more. And it's, and it's a continual process. Like there'll be something that um, I, I also have a podcast as well. Yeah, and, I was going to say, well, Leap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen to what, I mean, uh, is it just called Leap or is it, it's uh, Leap. Oh, Leap with Jocelyn yeah. Bellows. Yes. Uh, looks like it, yeah, it's available on all the platforms. It looks like you're having a lot of interesting conversations with, and also I would say, I mean, first of all, I want to warn people, like if you're listening to this episode of Driving a Car, you should definitely not be because <laughs> I would, I would <laughs> go into trance on the road and I'm wondering if I'm listening <laughs> to your podcast, are you just like double trancing with it's really dad. funny because I, I so I'm an Aries. I'm generally pretty fiery. I mean, I, I'm I'm on the cusp, on the beginning early cusp. Right. So I can be. I I can generally have a lot of energy and like really f like throw it at you. Um. I don't know. This morning I woke up in a little more of a I guess I guess more of a reflective state. Um, but so no, it's really also, I mean, maybe that. it's what I need. Maybe it's what, maybe you're giving me what you think I, you know, intuitively you're sensing that like, okay, Greg wants to go on like a trance ride this morning, which is fine. <laughs> it's, so I'm going to, this is a good, this is a wonderful, I'm glad you brought that up. You are receiving what you need to receive. Mm. It, it, you know, so the way that I, I run my own show and is I, I actually don't have any, like, it sounds like yourself, I don't have preset questions. I don't come right. in with this preconceived notion of how the conversation is going to go. I'm very open and attuned to allowing the conversation to flow as it's meant to. I love and that. And the, the, the tagline that I have is whatever shows up is meant to show up for this conversation. Mm. And whoever is meant to receive it will receive it in the time and space that they need to. And within that, you know, we talk about the process and the process, it's, it's layering. We, we all have these, these records of layering that have happened for years. Um, one of the lessons that I was continuing to, you know, kept coming up against was I couldn't figure out the origin story because it's a story. We all make up stories in our mind. Mm. I was seeking to get the origin of a specific piece within my being about self-love, which is really what my practice is all about. I was, I, I wasn't, I, like I kept seeing in my, in my vision was this really dark seed and it was a seed and hmm. I couldn't break through it. And I didn't know what it was. And then one day I was recording with a guest on my show and she started to share a journey that she'd been on and her when she was two or three, that something was said to her 
at two or three years old that set forth this whole story for her on her level of self-value and self-worth. And it was in that moment as she is sharing her journey that I had my aha moment. And I, I think I even said it out loud because I, I, I communicate verbally. I don't necessarily communicate in my mind so much. I have right. a lot going on in my mind, but I, I said it out loud and I was like, Jen, you said this and it reminded me of something that happened to me when I was born. Wow. I don't know. Obviously, I don't recall those words that were said to me. It was something my parents said to me in, as a, in adulthood about something that they had visioned for me as a baby. Now, maybe they said that to me as a baby, but some, but that feeling piece, you know, talking about, we were talking about the piece where babies can feel everything. I felt it as a newborn. It was like one of the first things I felt that and what they told me is that I was an ugly baby. When I was born, mm. my face was so puffed. My cheeks were so puffed up. I couldn't open my eyes. And then like the day later, like my cheeks calmed down and, you know, I could smile and I, I could see my eyes and I was this beautiful child. However, in the very first moments of life, that's what my parents thought and felt. And so that affected my self-worth. So wait a minute, you're telling me did this during this interview, you had that insight is, or is this something you knew because your parents had communicated this to you? Where was that coming from? Two parts. I had the insight on the actual show. Mm -hmm. when, when, mm -hmm. she, when Jen is sharing her journey about what happened with her, I, I, it was like the final con the connection was finally made because my parents had said this to me, probably not until maybe my teenage years. It certainly reminded me of that story when I got pregnant with my own child because it was right. just, like, it's, it's a conversation you have. And I didn't put that together until Jen said it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is probably why I've had this. That's the black seed. Mm. Couldn't see the black seed. And so then I, then I did it my own beauty of being a coach you learn so much of stuff like you can you can guide yourself on some of these things yeah yeah and so i went in and I, I guided myself through that and a few a few journeys of my own and i was like that's it and i got was able to unlock that piece and set it straight and like wow. so when we talk of break up to wake up like we go deep into your mind and we pull those weeds out we, we get to the root of it we pull those weeds out and we plant a new seed that is nourishing and accurate about the person that you actually are. And then the months to follow as we, we water those and we, and we support those. And it's support beyond just the sessions itself. It's, um, there's work, there's reflective work that I encourage everyone to do on their own. Um, yeah. you know, I have a workbook in particular, and then intuitively as I'm going through process, I, I you know, can understand what my, my coaches need. And sometimes I create things on the fly quite literally create things on the fly in addition to the, the workbook for things for them to, to reflect into. Yeah. And then there's, you know, there's the journaling and there's meditation. It's self-care. And we talk about self-care. A lot of people say self-care is selfish. I'm going to call bullshit on that. I hope it's okay. It's too late. I no, BS. you can. It's totally fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> um, it's, it's BS. Um, it's so important to, to, to take care of yourself first that you get, that you drink from a full cup, take care of you. And then anything beyond that is what you can give to others. But you have to be 
taking care of yourself first. So if it's taking a bath, going for a yeah. bike ride, you know, going for a walk for you, it sounds like reading might be a part of your self-care process. It's mm. taking time for you because it makes you happy. Yeah. Do those things that make you happy. Bring up that volume. When we talked about that example of someone walking down the street and you see that person that's just illuminated. Yeah. Guess what? That gets to be you. You get to be that person every single day if you want. Mm. Even if, if it may not be all day, it might be for 10 minutes a day. You get yeah. to be that person. So I guess then, Jocelyn, you know, I, the thing I wonder is in terms of the work you're doing and how you handle it. Like, mm -hmm. say somebody does come to you and they were told when they were a baby uh like right when they came out there was a collective reaction of like oh what is this child does not look pretty and then they weren't later aware that that conversation was had like they didn't get what you got in your teens do you still find yourself able then to get them to how often does that happen a and b when it is that situation and they're really because i feel like this has happened to me all the time like i think my recollection of moments is very weak every single time i've worked with someone and they've been like can you think of a moment in your childhood i've never been able to place it which makes me think it must have been pre conscious at what level like what do you do with someone that it, it, can they still discover that this moment happened even without someone explicitly being like oh, yeah we thought you were an ugly child yeah yes the answer is yes and the reason that i, that I can say that definitively is the the resolution will show up when you're ready for it so mm. yeah this Black Seed happened three years ago, two and a half years ago was when mm -hmm. I first saw that Black Seed. I wasn't ready for that resolution two and a half years ago. I wasn't ready for it. it I, I knew it and to, somewhere subconsciously, I knew that I had that to resolve. I didn't know what that was until, and mind you, like, yes, I had the verbal stories that my parents had shared. It wasn't until that moment that Jen said this thing that I had that click. So you're always going to receive what you need always in the timeline in which you are ready to resolve it. You know, we don't often want to sit in our own darkness, right? We're, here we are, we're kind of coming out of Corona. Who knows when we're going back in. I don't, I also don't know right, when this right, show right. is going to air. Um, when, <laughs> do, yeah, so like, I mean, we're in this quagmire of Corona, right? Yes. And in the early days, there was a lot of fear being spun around like what our world is going to be like. You know, we were quarantined. We were told not just to, to see people. Now, yeah. it was each, up to each one of us of what we decided to do within that. Um, but there was a lot of unknown, right? Side note, we've always lived in the unknown. That didn't exist because of Corona. That's always <laughs> right. actually been the case, by the way, but it just became much more apparent and put in the, in the forefront of us because we couldn't continue to the, do the things that we were doing. I have yeah. had so many conversations, and I'm certain you may have as well, is where people really were like, now what? Like, I can't go to work, so I have to sit at home. We had to sit, we had to sit with ourselves. 
a word that I have, words are very powerful, by the way, and be conscious. Maybe that is why, maybe I could become more aware of that. Yeah. There's yeah. this word, busy, right? We in the US, and I think most of the Western society, value being busy, value that our time is always appointed for. We actually do not value space. We don't value being unbusy and having time to just be. Mm. All of a sudden, we went from, I have to get up at six o'clock in the morning, feed my kids, get the kids to school, drop them yeah. off by 630 to get on the, to get on the highway, to get to you know, in stuck in traffic for an hour to get to work on time. Oh crap, I'm 10 minutes late. Oh crap, everything is late. And like we get into <laughs> right. this place where we spin, 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 spin. That was all taken away, right? Now we're like, crap, we got to sit with the people that we married, <laughs> that we live yeah. with, or we live alone. Yeah. You know, in some cases, you know, whatever the situation, we had space to just be. That's when we had to go in to look at ourselves. And that actually is where the beauty actually lies. It's, it can be very scary. Like when you're in a place where you maybe know that you have to work on something, like you have to resol resolve something within your being, and you'll start to notice like friends starting to cancel your, cancel your plans. Mm. Um, yes. And the more that you, have you been in that space? I mean, hey, like, look, I was furloughed for a little bit. I, and I started the podcast as a part of that and started working with a coach in that time. Like I was, it was like, I was reaching a point where, uh, I was losing track of myself in my work and this, yeah, that time it was like, first we're going to reduce hours, then we're going <laughs> to, and then it was like, okay, so now there's more time. Oh, you're going to come back to your home. You're going to go back with your parents. Great. And then it's like, okay, so now I'm here in square one in a way, what am I going to build? Like the, the job went to furlough, no more working government's going to get that's re you know they, they that classic alan watts question of uh they always show that youtube video of like if money wasn't an object if you had a million dollars what would you do da, 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 yes. da. like i got i got i think a lot of people now look i'm saying that now we're we're getting towards the end of july when a bunch of people are about to have less money but for a little while and people that have taken time, at least, with getting the benefits of just having money sent to them um, and not doing anything. There was that moment of, okay, well, now you're making money so and, and not doing anything. What are you going to do with that? Like, I got a little yeah. taste of that abundance. Yeah. And look what you birth. You birth a show. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm you very happy. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, you know, and, and so – Congratulations. Guess what? You're waking up. Mm. You've been on your process. Yeah. You've been totally. on your process. And yes, it's, it's because you've had that space. And it's like, now what do I do? Because our, our, we're, so con we're so wrapped up in our mind constantly working. Yeah. To find a way to really quiet that and just be is true power self-power mm. do self -power. people mostly come to you i mean does breakup 
end up meaning that the people that work with you mostly come from a the end of a relationship? Like, is that the primary thing or do they know? It, it can be. Okay. It can be. I mean, that is certainly one of them. And either they're coming out of a you know, relationship or they're contemplating ending a relationship um, or they're you're, they're in a relationship and they're feeling fairly unfulfilled or they're even, or right now, like I'm having a lot of people coming through that are, you know, in a quagmire about work because we know work is changing. Um, but it's, yeah. it's understanding that they ultimately it's understanding that there's something that's not, that's unfulfilling within their world, whether it be relationship or work. Generally, those are the two big ones. Um, and wanting to shift how that is perceived in life. And so you, you said it, um, quite beautifully about you, you said you had like, you're going back home you, for you, you, you like, you had this, this moment of you came back home. Now, what do I do? And, and you said, okay, well, if you had a million dollars and it didn't matter, what would you do? That's that, what can you do? That's visioning your future. So right behind mm -hmm. me, if you can see this piece of paper behind yeah, me, I was wondering a, about that. Visual, that's actually one of my vision boards. Um, it kind of looks like my Google Calendar right now. <laughs> the way it I have it, yeah, yeah. It's well, it's pretty small, and it's it's a lot of images. Um, but that's the vision board, right? And what you're talking about is like if I had a million dollars, and it didn't matter what, it didn't, or money didn't matter. Forget that a million dollars, just money didn't matter, and you get to be whoever you want to be. That's what kids do every day. Mm. Kids do it every day. As adults, we forget that we get to vision our life and we get to do it we vision it and we get to do it and so that's a lot of what i actually do ultimately what i do with my clients we, we talk about there's the three v's that i talk about values defining mm -hmm. who you are and how you're going to live into this world vulnerability letting that stuff go letting it all go and just being who you are in every aspect of your life of your being and then vision so you got to clear, you got to know who you are first. And you may not know totally, but your, your value system, you probably do. Right. People don't take the time to like really dive into that. And so I actually dive into that pretty heavily. Then we move to that vulnerability where you just, there's a reason that Brene Brown's vul like vulnerability yeah. um, talk is the most popular TED talk ever. There's a reason for that. So huge. So Pay huge attention right to that. And now... You get to draw, map out your life, draw it, what it, and then let it go. Put it on paper, write it, mm. draw it. And I have all sorts of different technology, techniques that I use with, with clients around that. Draw it out, put it on paper, put it in front of you, put it somewhere you see it. Don't, don't concern yourself with how it's going to happen. Just keep feeling the feelings of what it's going to be like when you have it, and then start to pay attention to what doors open up when opportunities start to arise and the people that show up in your world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, this is, uh, man, <laughs> now I feel like I don't want to ask you a question that I would normally like maybe pay someone professional to ask for, oh, go for it. <laughs> but, um, look, uh, this is, uh, for someone that isn't clear about their values, for someone that starts looking at and sort of thinks these things are finite, what is the first step to getting more clarity uh, when, when yeah. you're not sure you're, yeah, you're, you're having a debate between your head and your heart and your gut. Like, how do you, what, what is the first step to aligning? Is there a short answer? Cause I know you, we, there, we have to wrap yeah, up I mean, in a minute, but yeah. yeah. Um, 
There is, and I can, so I can walk you through this real quick. So one of the things, and I'll take it really, really high level. So um, even though all the work is internal, it's about you, write down the five people that you admire most, whether the people that you know or people you don't know. You mentioned like Tony Robbins and one of them. So I, I don't know if you guys, if you know Gary, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh Vanderchuk. yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. So I actually went to high school with Gary. He literally oh, wow. graduated a year ahead of me. So That's awesome. he's somebody that I, I put down as someone I, I really appreciate. Oprah Winfrey, um, Gabby Bernstein, or some of the others. Write those top five people down. People that you know, people that exist, people that don't. Write down why you so are attracted to them. What is it about them that you want for you? Again, mm. remember, remember that example of that someone walking down the street and you see they're shiny and happy and lovely? And guess, guess what? That could be you too. Same thing. Yeah. Write down the top five. Write down why. Circle those words that you see repeating from person to person to person, because I guarantee you are, those are your values. Wow. Write down top 10 of those. Define them for you. Not Webster's Dictionary. Define them for you. Give yourself an hour to two hours to really go through this exercise, because it takes some time to like digest. Don't run through it. Walk through it. Wow. Those are your values. That's where you start. Jocelyn Bellows, thank you so much. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, I'm going to put all your legs. Definitely, you can work with her. Uh, you know, facebook.com forward slash breakup to wake up coach. Actually, um, that one's down. We're going to put everything. Everything's on my personal page these days. Oh, um, great. Yeah, longer story there. Yeah, so everything's <laughs> on my personal page. Great, great, great. Well, I will link to that uh, as well as Leap Podcast. Check it out. Really, you know, you just got a taste of it today. So there's so much more that uh, you can work with with her and work out inside of yourself. It's me trancing out a little bit. Uh, I, okay. love it. I love it. I love how you wrap that up. Thank you, Greg. I really so appreciate your time. The time Absolutely. You're fantastic. Really, thank you for the experience you gave me and all the listeners and hope to chat with you again soon. I love that. <laughs> okay. Take care, Jocelyn. Bye. What did I tell you? I told you. Are you awake now? Feeling wide awake. Feeling sharp. Feeling alert. All of you feel that. Good. That, um, <laughs> I wish I could take credit for any of that trance experience, but it was a ride like my intellect and imagination were intertwined in a way that I had no control over and Jocelyn led me there and I, I'm grateful she came on. Definitely check out her work. If you like open loops and you want to go through more of these fascinating experiences, uh, hey, as much as I can curate your experience, that is my goal in life, uh, you never know what you're going to find out each week. I've got some UFO people. I promise you that. We got the UFO people. They're, they're coming. They're definitely coming. But but this this was um, even re-listening to this. I, f I felt things inside me shift, and I definitely um, for all the parents out there, like yo, you got seven years to mess up your kid. Like if if that's your plan, like. You, you at least have many, many years to do so, you know? I mean, some of you just thought it was like, you know, maybe the first five years, but like she's saying it's seven. So kudos to you out there that, that just want to keep on that parental like screw up train. That said, Open Loops is a show 
that's available for you to listen to. And if you want to keep it going, you want to keep it alive, please do subscribe. Please rate, leave a review. Always helps. I'm excited to bring you some more interesting people in interesting worlds. Come on back. Theme Park's always open.